Welcome to Take Another Look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo with a genuine conversation about what's missing from the human connection. Let's join Melanie and Gerda now. Good day and welcome to another episode of Take Another Look podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Tadio and I'm joined by my incredible co-host, Gerda Felix. Hey, Gerda, how are you? <laughs> I am well. How are you, Melanie? Oh, wonderful. Thanks so much. Great to see you as always. Same here. You know, there's one topic that is inevitable that we haven't really dove deep into yet. I think we may have touched upon it in some other episodes, but I thought we could talk about change. You know, the change that they always say is the one thing in life that is always going to happen, whether we like it or not. So we have change we plan for. You know, you buy a new house, perhaps. Maybe you're applying for a new job. Things that you can anticipate and look forward to because it's going to help better your life. And then there's what I like to call unforeseen change in our life, where things happen when you least expect it. Mm, yes. Uh, breakup of a relationship, or even a death in the family. Some people don't like change at all. They race away from it like the plague where others embrace it and go with the flow how do you handle change Gerda I don't like it (laughs) no I don't I love the way you say that that's great (laughs) no I don't I don't like it and then you know I don't like it and then I just realized that when you say some people you know they are change that we plan for and change that comes to us and I say, I don't like it because I realized that I don't, I had never understood it that way. So a lot of changes that I've ex- experienced in my life, they were simply, they came to me and I had to react to them or adjust to them. So that's probably why I say I don't like it. Because, you know, to deal with all of this, is it takes a different mindset because if not, I could say very, a very long time, I could stay in the mindset of rebellion. <laughs> so, so that's what it is for me. What about you, Melanie? You know, it's interesting because there are definitely some changes I could do without. <laughs> but overall, when, maybe with the beginning, I'm a little apprehensive and unsure because it's the unknown. But what I can say with full confidence after the change has happened and I've struggled and had to deal with it, I am amazed at when I'm able to look back and reflect at how change impacts our life for the positive. Whether it is because we've learned something new or we've done something or been forced to do something that we would never have done otherwise. Or it could be just the fact that sometimes we need to have change in our life to shake things up. So at the beginning, I'd say uncomfortable and maybe not a huge fan, but after the fact, when I have time to reflect and see the impact, I'm okay with it. It's good, it's great learning. Well, I think after the question you asked today, I will definitely take more time to 
think about it because for me, it's, it's not, I don't think I've ever viewed change in a positive way. Yeah. I Because I, again, remember, I don't like to let go of things. <laughs> so because of that, I always feel like I've always been forced to do certain things. And that's the way change usually comes to me. And you know, it's so interesting, Gerda, because for me, my book was My Unforeseen Journey, Losing Sight, Gaining Vision, was all about unforeseen change. So I had, after I had the stroke, I didn't want that change, obviously, in my life. I didn't want to lose my eyesight, but I had no choice. So I could be bitter and disappointed and hate change or, and stay stuck, of course, or I needed to learn to look at the positive side. So I think that's where my kind of outlook on it has come from. Definitely, probably as a kid, definitely as a kid, change upset me. I didn't, I remember every year, you know, when you go into a new class, a new teacher, new students, I hated that. I begged my family to let me stay in my old grade with my old classmates, my old teacher. Never dawned on me that I would never move forward in life. But for me, that's what I wanted as a kid. But then after the stroke, definitely I had to change the mindset. Hmm. That, that is again, very interesting because you see for me, when I was growing up, changing classes, changing teachers, I, that was never a problem. I never give it too much thought. I only knew that, okay, you are in, I don't know, whatever grade I was in and next year I will be in a different grade. Therefore I will meet different people. So in that sense, I don't think that for me has always has never been a problem. I think where it has been a problem, it's when it is very sudden. And it took time for me to adjust myself to. Uh, for example, there's a couple of things for me that was very sudden in my life. My dad, when my dad left and came to Canada, he came to prepare a better future for us, but to me, it felt like he left very abruptly. So I had to, you know, adjust myself to that. Uh, same thing when my mom was sick, I had to adjust myself to that. And those changes happened very quickly, very abruptly. That's probably why I feel like, you know, I don't necessarily like change because that's the way they usually come to me. And, you know, it's like, for example, what we are went through with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That was changed. It was sudden. Unforeseen we, <laughs> right? And yes. we, we, we needed to adjust ourselves to it. And even now, we're still not completely adjusted. So those types of change, and I've had many in my life. That's why I'm saying I, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't. Let's break this one down because I think everybody can relate to the pandemic. So we didn't have a choice. It happened. It took mm -hmm. over our lives mm -hmm. and we had to adjust. Obviously we're hearing all of this. It's for your own safety. It's this, that, the other. So wouldn't that cushion the change a bit maybe? No? <laughs> I think this is what I've come to realize with change or things that are very, come to our life very abruptly. Even if we know the reason why it's happening, 
knowing the reason why it's happening is not enough. It's to know what is going to happen. You know, I always went for, even during the pandemic, I went to work. So I went to work. I didn't work at home. I worked at home for a certain time, but then most of the time I was at work. And one time I heard the alarm at work. And as I was walking, because I was going to get lunch, so I'm walking in the mall and I'm hearing the alarm. Attention, please. Attention, please. There's been an alarm that's been activated. We have called the fire department. Okay, so that was the first attention. And as I'm walking, you know, I'm thinking of different things. Okay, now I probably need to go back to work because I don't want my coworkers, there were only three of us, I don't want them to worry, so I need to go. But I kept hearing the attention, please. This is what we are going to do. This is what has been done. This is what will happen. And in the moment I, I thought, ah, this is very strange. We didn't have no attention, please, when it came to the pandemic. <laughs> we, 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 we don't know what, what is going to happen. We know what we're not supposed to be doing. We know wh why we should be doing whatever it's being asked, but we don't know what's going to happen. It's true. I think so. And, and do you find when, let's just say, whether it's when somebody is in charge, so our parents when we're children or perhaps are, you know, somebody like you have a, some, like a lifelong partner um, mm -hmm. you, to share the burden with that sometimes changes a little easier because you feel like you've got some guidance or perhaps, and the fact that with the pandemic, the leaders didn't even know how to handle it because they had no experience with the pandemic. Exactly. It, it is easier when you have the guidance. That doesn't mean that because you are with someone that you necessarily have the guidance. So all in all to say that in order for change, for us to, to be a little bit more comfortable in accepting change, we not only know, need to know what is happening, but we also need to know what is happening next. Because if not, we're in limbo. Absolutely. Do you plan when a change happens to get that sort of uncertainty in check or do you just kind of go with it? I usually am in limbo. <laughs> and that's probably why I don't like it <laughs> because, because there is no plan. Okay, how I'm going to get out of this. I think I am in limbo until I get to that point. It doesn't mean that it, it's not happening. It doesn't mean that I don't know what's going to happen next. I feel for me, it's a progression. It's like, I am in this mess or whatever that is, and I'm going through the mess until I'm tired of being in the mess, <laughs> okay? And then now, okay, there's something that's going to happen. But it, took, it takes some time, I guess, to figure out while I am free falling, because this is what I feel. I feel like I'm losing my you know, equilibrium, I'm losing, I'm free falling. When I'm free falling, I don't know. I don't know what is happening until then I'm out of this or I'm coming out of it. Okay, now this is what you're gonna do. This is one step, one step, two step, three. 
So it's like a loss of control. So in order mm-hmm. to regain control, mm-hmm. once you've kind of done that free fall, as you mentioned, and you're tired of where you're at, mm-hmm. you start to put things in place then mm-hmm. to get out of control. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is it for you? I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that uncomfortable part, you know, yes. for me. It's like, oh, I don't like this very much. Okay, so enough is enough. Okay, this is what's going to happen. And then I plan and I plan like crazy. And uh, it doesn't always work because sometimes like the pandemic, it evolves and changes continuously. Wow. You see, again, I, I'm just realizing something about you because I know that you plan. I know that you plan. You plan a lot. I know that, and I now I realize, okay, why and why it is important for you, and it's important for everybody to tell you the truth. You because know, if not, you can stay somewhere for too long. And that's it. I think for me, honestly, the planning component really, again, it's a sense of getting that, regaining that control. After my stroke, everybody did everything for me and did what they thought was right for me. And I wanted that ownership, that independence back, and I had to fight for it. So I need, I planned everything, what time I would get up, everything, just so that I felt like I had control back. So that's kind of stuck with me. It's not necessarily the best thing to have, but it is what it is. But it does help me accomplish some things. Yes, so let's yeah, switch it, it is good. <laughs> okay. Let's switch it up a bit, okay. What happens when we are stuck in life, okay? We're in a job that makes us unhappy or we're in a relationship that perhaps is not the best situation for ourselves. And we know that change needs to happen in order for us to get unstuck or to move forward. What steps would you take, Gerda, to get you unstuck? Hmm. For me, and this is something that I, I, I probably have always done it, <laughs> okay, but I just realized lately what I have done. So what steps do I take? I look where I've never looked before because then I get new, I get new inspiration. I get, I get new inspiration because if, if I keep looking the same place that I've always looked, although it might be good, but obviously it's not working for me. So then I started to look at another avenue and then I can make the connection and I can be more energized. And because of that, then I know and now I am going to move forward because for me, energy is big. I think I've said it many, many, many times. Energy is big and that's the way that I need something to bring my energy back up in order for me to start moving. Because if not, the energy is, if, if I can't find that, then it's not a good place for me to be. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, you shared an example with me this week and I thought it was awesome. Do you wanna share? But what, what is it? What is it that I, that what, I shared? What have you been watching? Oh, wow. <laughs> it is, it has changed my, way of seeing things and even it changed my ways I've been watching a lot of tiny tiny house nations uh, tiny house nation and you can stay here so basically it has to do with renovation 
whether you're going into a tiny house or whether you're going to move to, or you are transforming where you live to, you know, have more income or to whatever, whatever the reason, it takes some transformation. And when I realized, and this is in all those shows, this is what people say. In the beginning, they tell you where they're at. They tell you what's not making them happy. Why do they have to make this move or they have to change and so on. And you have the experts who come and ask questions and they're having a conversation with them to figure out, okay, what they like, what they don't like and where are we going with this? In the end, this is what everybody says. Oh my God, this is, everybody says, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. This is what each and every person says in every episode, oh my God. And I realized this is the feeling that I want to give my clients. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, because you took someone from where they were to where they wanted to be and you have escalated that. You give them something bigger, better than what they ever imagined. And for me, that changed, that changed my, my energy. I can, you can probably feel it in my voice. <laughs> I, I was so blown away because that's what, that's what we are here to do, to uplift one another so that we can have this, oh my God feeling and know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the person I'm to be, supposed to be with. This is the place I'm supposed to And you used a word that's just the same as change, but it's, it's a fancy word, transformation. Yes. And when we hear the word transformation, we know it is taking something and making it into something else and usually for the better. Mm -hmm. And it's a powerful word. Actually, that's my year. My word of the year this year is transformation. Yes. Because I'm transforming myself as well as my business, all of those things. And it is scary. It can be overwhelming. But you know what the end product is going to be something positive that's going to make your situation better. So how can we encourage and share what we've learned about transformation with others, Gerda, as individuals? Because we said a lot of people don't like change. A lot of people avoid it like the plague. Some people don't see the benefit. And it's interesting. This morning, I heard somebody say they're quite content with staying in a rut. I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, what? Why would it always stay stuck? But for them, that's their safe zone. That's where they're comfortable. They don't yeah. want to test the waters. And so how can we encourage people to see the benefits of change and transformation? I can tell you being content, staying in a rut is not true. <laughs> it's a make-believe emotion. You know, I'm content. I'm content, but in the meantime, my inside of me, I'm, I'm not, because I know I'm not fulfilling who I'm supposed to be. And why? Because we are supposed to be bigger than who we are in the moment. That much I know 100%. Yes. How can we help people change? First of all, you have to be with people who trust, who have the, a certain trust in you, who know, knows you and know who you can be. That's the first thing. So experts, friends, mentors, coaches, you know, people who are going to be there alongside you. 
Okay. There are not the people who are who are going to tell you, oh yeah, you can do a cartwheel. Go, just do the cartwheel. No, no, they are giving you the tools <laughs> so you can do the cartwheel. That's a big difference. Mm -hmm. But that's one. You need to have that because if not, yeah, I'll be content. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's the first thing I would say. And second of all, you also have to be, you have to be accountable. You have to be present and you have to be real with yourself. Because, you know, in a lot of those shows, what I, I heard people say is like, mm, I don't know what they are saying to me right now. I can't see it. I, I can't see how they are going to transform this room into what they are saying. I can say it, but they are the expert. And I have, you know, I have hired them. So I will trust them. So there has to be like a trust as a two-way street. It has, because if not, that won't work. So those are the main two, I would say. Yes. I, I you said say? accountability. I really, I, I said yes, because it's easy to say I want to change or I want to do something, but keeping yourself accountable. So the importance of sharing what change you want to happen with somebody you trust is vital mm -hmm. because you can do check-ins. You can do those accountability checks. And, you know, it's interesting because for me, one of the things is my health. So I start to do every day, I, I walk an hour a day now where I wasn't doing that much before. And that was a huge change. It just sounds so small, right? But for me, not being able to see and knowing where I'm going for me, it's, it's scary. So, but I, I kept accountable and I do it every day. I set alarms on my phone. And then of course my husband knows because he's like, crazy walking around the condo but you know what I do it and then every week I went away myself and journal it and keep it track so that I'm not only being accountable to myself but I have evidence to see the growth and development and change happen yeah. the transformation and yeah. I can tell you my clothes fit a lot better now which is good you know good. so that's something good but in the business world in a job where that's where our livelihood is coming from. That's where our paychecks are coming. That's how we're living. It's how we're saving for our futures. When we have to, whether on our own or forced, we have to leave that job. And that free fall, as you mentioned, happens. It's scary, that, mm -hmm. that fear of the unknown. So how can we realize, instead of, again, staying stuck after the inevitable has happened, and not going and doing, how do we encourage people to embrace that change and make the most of it? Well, you see, I've read something some time ago and I hope I'll say it the way that I read it. Change happens when the fear of doing the same thing that doesn't bring us any joy overpowers the fear of the unknown. So that means that, you know, when I stop being, when I stop being afraid of, although I'm not happy, but afraid of being stuck where I am, when this takes, when it's too much, too big, then I am able to change. Mm -hmm. Because 
in the big scheme of things, it really doesn't require that much. But what it requires is that, first of all, that you believe change. You believe, like now you know, it's like Cecily Tyson, who just got up one day as a secretary, she just got up and say, in the middle of the day, said, I know that God did not create me to be a secretary. And she just got up and walked out. <laughs> she did not know. <laughs> but she knew something. She knew that she was created for something bigger than this. Mm. When you have that belief, then you are able to, to do what you're supposed to do. That's it. Yeah, no, it's huge. That's so important. Okay, so here's the other element of change. We all as leaders know that sometimes organizations or businesses need to have change. Something's not working, you're not making money, whatever it is as a leader, how do we empower your employees or colleagues to, you know, the whole change management thing? So how can we make change a positive thing in that scenario? I think in that sense, you really do need to talk to different people in a different way. And this is something that I've learned when I did my project in motivational strategies, like the path in, in Toastmasters. Mm -hmm. There's a project that I did and you, I needed to, to understand what was the motivation behind everyone. Some people come to work with you because they want to be associated with your brand. Yeah. That's their motivation. Mm -hmm. Some other people want to be, they want to be the one on the platform. They want to be seen. They want that, that's their motivation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some people, they truly want to be part of you know, whatever is happening, they want to be part. And when they say yes, you can trust in their yes. Those are three different people, three different motivations. Are you going to say the same thing to those, all those three people? No, because it's not going to land the same way. Because if you say the same thing to all three people, I can guarantee you that some of them will resist what you are saying because they will believe that you are giving them an order, that you are telling them they don't have no choice. Mm -hmm. But if you know how to talk to each individual, then you'll have better results. Absolutely. And you have to believe in the change yourself, because if mm -hmm. you don't believe it, <laughs> you're not going to be able to convince others that it's a good thing. And that's the challenge. There's so many different elements of being a leader and in having others learn to embrace change for the good. And of course, being a leader when you have to let people go is never good. And that's a change that not people don't want to embrace. But again, it's part of leadership. Yes. And also, if you know how to talk to someone from a place that it's not the issue, the challenge is not them. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it is very important to make the difference because you know, it's like I can sin, I can do something that's not correct. That doesn't mean that I am the bad person. I have done something bad, 
but I am. Once we are able to make that distinction, we can talk to people in a very different way. One more question, Gerda. I love this topic. We could go on forever, but how can we make positive change in the world? <laughs> I think, first of all, we need to be present. And we need to be present, and we also need to understand that it's not an attack. Because, of course, if we are in in a defensive mode, it's because we're feeling, we're thinking that we are being attacked. But if we remove this and, and think, well, you know, I'm not being attacked. So what is it that I'm supposed to understand, to learn to from this? Then we are able to go and connect on a spiritual level. And I think that's how we can make the difference because if not, it's going, always going to be me versus them or we versus them. Yeah, it, that's so true. I love that, Gerda, because you know, you look at so many people that have different causes and different things that they stand up for and they are passionate. Mm -hmm. They share their insights, but they also will listen. And I think that's the other key element to this is they'll listen to other people's perspectives. They may not agree with it, but they'll listen. And then they take a step back and they weigh both sides. And the ones who are successful in making change, and especially in a global environment, are the ones that can mediate both sides and move forward together. That's just my take on it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, because then you are not attached. Mm -hmm. Not attached to what the other person is saying. You, you can empathize, you can understand, of course, listen to understand, and then still make the best decision for the organization, for yourself and so on. You're not attached. Yeah, and again, we all know change takes time. It's not gonna happen overnight. And unfortunately it doesn't always happen at all, but moving in the right direction and working together collaboratively and listening to one another and learning from each other, hopefully will help that change come to be reality. Absolutely. Gerda, I love this conversation. And again, let's continue it in a blog, okay? Let's That's talk great. more because we'll I'm sure it's so many elements to change. And as I said, it's the one thing that's inevitable. It's always going to be consistently happening in our lives. So we all have a choice. How will you, the audience, choose to embrace it or run with the plague? We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts, your ideas on the topic. Please reach out to us. Gerda, how can people get in touch with us? Take another look, podcast.com. That is the website. Yes. Contact. <laughs> Take another look. <laughs> You're making me laugh because every week you ask me the same question. <laughs> but you know it. You're right. Contact at takeanotherlookpodcast.com for email. Oh. And what? Where are we? We're on Facebook and... Facebook. We are on anchor we are on spotify and we are on one more platform apple podcast apple and YouTube. Podcast, yeah. oh yes of course yes 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 so again if you're watching us on youtube please yet like and subscribe to the channel and share we're trying to grow our our podcast we want more people to learn about us so tell your friends encourage them to stop in and again we're always looking for guests 
to come and join us. We want to hear your story. We want to hear how uncomfortable conversations have impacted your life or perhaps your knack to handling them. Until next time, I'm Melanie Tagamalo and joined by Yara Felix. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.